You're listening to ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to Heart Matters, where leading cardiology experts explore the latest trends, technologies, and clinical developments in cardiology practice. Your host for Heart Matters is Dr. Janet Wright, Senior Vice President for Science and Quality for the American College of Cardiology. Begin with one part diuretic, add one part ACE inhibitor, and sprinkle in one part beta blocker. Then add a dose of statins and top it off with an aliquot of antiplatelet drug. Here we have the proposed recipe for a single pill some experts believe will help us eventually stick a fork in heart disease. Yet there are pharmacological concerns and certainly clinical trials to pass before this drug comes to a practice near you. That said, it's fair to wonder how close are we? Our guest today is cardiologist and epidemiologist Dr. Salim Youssef. Dr. Youssef is professor of medicine and the director of Population Health Research Institute at McMaster University in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. He's also the vice president of research and chief scientific officer at Hamilton Health Sciences Hospitals. Welcome, Dr. Youssef. Thank you. It's a pleasure to have you today, and I'm delighted to have you explain to our audience more about a topic of interest, the polypill. Maybe you could start by telling us what you knew about the polypill when you embarked upon the trial that you report in Lancet of March of this year. The polypill is a concept where we take drugs that we know are effective on important risk factors for heart disease or strokes and combine the drugs at low doses to produce fairly substantial changes in the risk factors with the hope that eventually to substantially reduce cardiovascular disease with a low rate of side effects. I had proposed in 2002 in an editorial in The Lancet that using the combination of aspirin, an ACE inhibitor, a statin, and a beta blocker in people with vascular disease, one could theoretically reduce the risk of future vascular events by as much as 75%. Now, this was a theoretical projection based on the individual effects of each of the drugs in separate trials. About a year later, Dr. Nick Wald and Malcolm Law from London proposed a much bolder step. What they said was that since practically everybody in the world in urban society has risk factors for cardiovascular disease, everybody needs to lower their blood pressure and their lipids. And the only criterion to use is to use age, and they propose the age of 55. And everybody should be on low doses of three blood pressure-lowering drugs because the low doses are effective and they they have much lower side effects than the full doses. A statin, aspirin at low doses in the high-risk people, and folic acid. Now, subsequently, we know folic acid does not reduce cardiovascular disease. There are lots of studies. So we've left with the concept of three blood pressure-lowering drugs at low doses, a statin and aspirin in those with vascular disease, but but not in those without vascular disease. The challenge from this theory to practice is substantial. First, we have to show that we can actually formulate a pill with all these ingredients and have the same pharmacological effects. Because if you put five things into a given pill, remember they have five separate chemical entities, they may interact, neutralize each other, or they may have byproducts that may not be safe. And potential for potentiating each other also. True. So that's also there. But, you know, you have to test it. So the first thing was to create a pill 
Now, the second thing is when you put five things into a pill, you can't just make the pill five times bigger. And normally in a pill, about 10 to 20% of a pill is the active compound. The rest is what's called an excipient, which is a stabilizer. Now, there is a reason why you need a certain amount of the stabilizer that makes sure that the chemical entity is preserved for some years and doesn't change its characteristic. Now, when you put five pills into that, you're forced to reduce the ratio of the active components to the excipient, and we don't know what the stability of that compound would be. So that needs to be tested as well. So the first challenge was actually creating the pill, making sure it was stable, and this is something that we worked with a company in India to produce, and we were able to produce a pill with three blood pressure lowering drugs at low dose thiazide, low dose beta blockers, and low dose ACE inhibitor, plus simvastatin at 20 milligrams, and a low dose aspirin. Now, note all of these are generic because we wanted the poly pill to be inexpensive and used widely around the world. Well, and I sense that your design already is aiming at two of the problems with medication adherence, that being multiple medicines, so difficult for someone to take four or five, and then you're also aiming at the cost factor. Absolutely. We're aiming at both. Now, after having shown that you can formulate it and that it's stable and that you're getting the blood levels of each component as if you gave each one separately, we went forward and did a large phase two study. For a phase two study, a study of 2,000 people is a fairly large study. We had nine arms, the poly pill or the poly cap, because these are microgranules with each component then over-encapsulated. And we were able to demonstrate that each of the blood pressure lowering agents acted the way we would expect them to act, and they were additive. The second thing we were able to demonstrate was aspirin had the same effect, What we found is that the effect of the statin was slightly reduced by about 4%. So normally you get about a 25-30% reduction in LDL cholesterol. Here we had a 4% lowering. It's not huge, but it's something you would rather not have, but that's still pretty good. And the other thing we found was that the polycap was well tolerated. We were concerned of two things. One is if we took people with average blood pressures, and gave them three blood pressure-lowering drugs, the blood pressure would be reduced so much that they would have a lot of dizziness and fainting. That did not happen. The second thing that we were concerned about is that as the, as the number of active ingredients given increased, that the number of people having side effects would increase. But strangely or surprisingly, we didn't see that. So the number of people stopping for side effects was 2%. Now, a higher proportion stopped it because they just didn't want to be compliant. You know, in a blinded study, they don't know whether they're getting an effective therapy or not. Well, and these were folks who were otherwise healthy. These are, your population was, I think, ages 45 to 80 with only one risk factor. So, you know, the people questioned whether they should take it. Um, you can understand we couldn't do the study in people with, who already had heart disease because all these drugs are indicated in them. So we couldn't have a design where you withheld some or all of these drugs. So that's why we were forced to study this population. I think we learned a lot from the study, and we have projected that this particular formulation at the low doses should reduce heart disease by about 50, and strokes by about 50 to 60%. 
Now, that's theory. That's a projection based on the degree of risk factor lowering. And we obviously need to test this hypothesis in large trials over the long term to see whether you're going to get that benefit. Having said that, I would say clearly people with vascular disease would anyway use these drugs. So I think without further research, if we can show that the higher dose is well tolerated, which is something we plan to do, then I think there is going to be at least a move in people with vascular disease or anyway taking each of these drugs prescribed separately to use the polycap as a way of improving compliance, increasing convenience for the patient, and reducing the cost. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Heart Matters on ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Janet Wright, and our guest today is Dr. Salim Youssef, Professor of Medicine and Director of the Population Health Research Institute at McMaster University in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. We're discussing the cardiovascular implications of a polypill. You mentioned in the study reported in The Lancet in March, in addition to studying these people over, I think, a 12-week period, you really had excellent follow-up, more so than I think we've found in other trials, even up to 96% for blood pressure monitoring. Well, I'm not surprised at that. We, We are an experienced group at doing trials, and you put a number of things in place to make sure that happens. And I think other reputable groups around the world are also very good at ensuring good follow-up in these trials. So, Well, I think you have high standards, and, and we're all grateful for that. You were mentioning a, a moment ago next steps as you look at, a, am assuming, a phase three trial. I think we're not the only people working on the polypill or the polycap, and that is good because you need evidence from multiple sources and independent replication. And the one thing we've learned is you can't assume that if you put this all together, you're going to get the effects of each of the components. So each poly pill or poly cap, different companies or groups manufacture, needs to go through the rigorous evaluation that we've done. So that's a general statement. And I know of at least five companies working on the poly pill or the poly cap. The second thing is we ourselves are now testing higher doses of the same preparation in various combinations. We're planning that. We need to develop a poly cap without aspirin because Aspirin is not clearly indicated in average risk people, so we need to know that to evaluate that. And then we need larger studies in people where the polycap is currently not indicated to see what the impact on reducing clinical outcomes would be. Would it be the 50 or 60% that we have projected, which incidentally is substantially lower than the 80 to 90% projected by Dr. Wald and Law. I mean, you know, ours is a more conservative figure. I think that's highly likely, given that each component of the polypill has been shown to reduce the risk of events by 20 to 30%. So it's not a stretch of imagination that five things put together will give you double of what each component does. So I think our projections are not wild. They are likely to be real. But I think, though, we need to prove that in healthy populations, in, you know, people who have risk factors but no disease. Because if the real benefits are large, then people would say, well, that is, and the side effects are low, then people are going to say that is indeed worth taking. If, on the other hand, the benefits are more modest, say 25% or 30% effect, and the, risk, and the side effects are 
significant, say 10, 20% of people get side effects, then I think people will withhold judgment on it. So I think there is a reason why we need this large phase three trial. We are actually embarked on a, a large phase three trial, not with the polypill we tested, but we are doing a study called HOPE-3 that has been in the works for three years where we're testing a combination of two blood pressure-lowering drugs, candesartan and thiazide, along with a low-dose statin, resuvastatin, in 11 or 12,000 people who are over the age of 55 men or women over the age of 60 and one other risk factor. And the goal there is to see whether this will reduce the risk of uh, clinical events. The only difference compared to a polypill is it has one component less. Now, note aspirin is not recommended in this population anyways. And the second thing is it's not in a single pill, but there's a group that gets three drugs together. You know, So it's testing the concept. It's not exactly testing the pill. So that study is underway. We are in discussions, and we put in a grant application to the Wellcome Trust for a large study of the polycap the way we formulated it, we should know in a few weeks. And if we are lucky and successful, then we'll be off to the races. And by the end of the year, we would have launched a large clinical trials, looking at clinical outcomes. But I think a range of trials are needed in different conditions, done by different people. And I think it'll be the collective evidence from several studies that will finally clarify the exact role of the polypill or the polycap. This study that we're talking about was conducted in India. I'm assuming that another step will be a different population to see what component that genetics might play in this. Well, I don't think genetics plays a big role, but that's a question everybody raises. So the HOPE3 study that we're doing will have about two, 3,000 people of European descent, a couple of thousand people of Latin American descent, 3,000 people of Chinese descent, 2,000 people of Indian descent, and perhaps 500 people of black African descent from Africa. So I think we are sensitive to it. So the HOPE3 study deliberately has ethnic diversity. We've been talking with Dr. Salim Youssef about the potential to reduce cardiovascular risk with a single polypill, and Dr. Youssef is very single-mindedly dedicated to reducing the risk of heart disease across the globe. Dr. Youssef, thank you so much for being our guest today. My pleasure. Thank you, Chan. You've been listening to Heart Matters on ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. For more information on this week's show or to download a podcast to this segment, please visit us at ReachMD.com. Thank you for listening.